Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Morenzi, and I'm on the grid, and so is the raging redhead, Cam Stewart. Let's uh, do this thing. Coronavirus for you. Coronavirus for me. Coronavirus for everybody. Everybody. Uh, Right now. As uh, it was another day, another day of uh, positive tests across the board in the sports uh, world uh, right now. We'll break it down. The Travel Championship uh, will continue, albeit with a couple of uh, big-name uh, players who withdraw uh, from the tournament. We have a bunch of positive tests uh, in the golf world, although the tournament is being played. Uh, baseball has issues. Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays, we sort of knew the Blue Jays were going to fall into this trap as um, yeah. they're in the same neighborhood as the Philadelphia Phillies. And uh, the Blue Jays have now confirmed that, yeah, basically, uh, you know, we don't know how many. They just basically a lot. It's an outbreak with the Toronto Blue Jays in Florida right now. And it's ironic because they don't have anywhere to play. They were thinking about playing in Florida. The WWE, um, we don't know which wrestlers, uh, but it seems to be a pretty big story. John Pollock, a former colleague uh, of mine, John Mm -hmm. Pollock does a great job on uh, uh, breaking it down wrestling. Um, A real wrestling insider. He's all over this right now. TMZ's all over this right now. Supposedly, it's like a lot of the superstars in the WWE have all tested positive now for coronavirus. And I think we're seeing we're seeing sort of the future right now in which we can try to have these events, but there's going to be setbacks. There's going to be withdrawals. And it's one thing if UFC fighter pulls out. It's another thing, guys, out of 125 golfers or five golfers withdraw from a tournament. It's fine. Uh, but... As we've been talking about, Major League Baseball is going to be a major league challenge to pull off, Cam. When you have 30 guys in a dugout, you're playing every day. It's inevitable. There's going to be multiple positive tests. And it's going to lead to canceled games, forfeited games, just weird scenarios. And hopefully it doesn't lead to anybody dying. Uh, That's the ultimate thing. But I'm telling you, even if somebody dies uh, due to coronavirus in the sports world, they won't stop. They'll just say, well, he'd want us to play. This is what he would want. Yeah, exactly. Like, he wanted us. No, they would. That doesn't the matter. Like, don't think like, I, I read an article the other day from Will Leach, formerly a Deadspin, great writer. And he said, maybe the only thing that'll open people's eyes in the sports world about this is if somebody dies. And I say, no, no, no. Like looking like Owen Hart died in the ring, bro. Like they didn't even stop the cart. They basically exactly. rolled them backstage and kept on going. Like, and, and look, and college football kids die all the time. College basketball kids die all the time. Like in you know in workouts and college football and practices, mm-hmm. they don't stop the season. They simply do not care. That's my conclusion. They just do not care about anybody's safety. That's the conclusion I've come to. Another thing, too. Look how easy it is to get, Gabe. Look what happened in golf. Graham McDowell's caddy. 
Brooks Kepka's caddy. They're buddies. They went to a funeral. Everybody got coronavirus. Ding, ding, ding. It's a chain reaction. People don't understand. Like, this stuff spreads like wildfire. It's like weeds in your grass. And uh, people, if you're not going to take it seriously, I don't need, I'm going to make a prediction, and you know this too. I don't think baseball gets through. I really don't think they get through. I think they're going to play some games. We have outbreaks, and they have no time for air, Gabe. And we talked about this on yesterday's show. It's very, very implausible. I don't think, uh, I think as a betting man, I don't think they get through it. I'm not going to blame Rob Manford as much as everybody else did for the negotiations. He's just a puppet for the owners. But when Mm -hmm. when it comes to the fact that they don't have a hub city plan in place, that's just negligent. In my opinion, it's just negligent. Mm-hmm. Game time decisions radio begins. I am Gabriel Morenzi. We're throwing it down with the raging redhead Cam Stewart. We've got a lot of stuff uh, to get to, a lot of positive coronavirus uh, tests. Um, we've got Lou, gamblue.com is going to join us. So we will have some UFC picks. Uh, the raging redhead Cam Stewart's been red hot uh, with his golf uh, picks. Uh, we've got breaking news as far as the golf is concerned. There was a lot of um, worry earlier in the day that the Travelers Championship was going to be uh, canceled uh, due to an outbreak of coronavirus. Brooks Kepka and Webb Simpson, among five PGA players that have withdrawn from the, uh, the tournament. And this shifts the leaderboard a little bit. We should say it shifts the leaderboard as far as the odds are concerned. DeChambeau is now the favorite uh, of this uh, tournament, but um, so basically Cameron Champ announced his withdrawal after a positive coronavirus uh, test. And from what I understand, Cam, people are pretty upset at your brethren, Cameron, that yeah. this guy was basically socializing with people and he might have known he had the virus. Like basically, at, at the least, he was negligent. And supposedly a lot of people on the PGA Tour are pissed off right now. Cameron Champ thinking you're the one that exposed us all to this. Yeah. I'm watching Golf Channel right now, Gabe, and you saw the story. There's a lot of people saying uh, maybe this guy should be suspended. They're they're taking it very seriously. If he knowingly did this, a suspension might be in place for Cameron Champ. He obviously didn't care about it in the workout room, didn't follow the rules. He violated protocols and then went back to the workout room and could have exposed everybody. Exactly. And golf went two good clean weeks without it. Now look at it. It happens quickly, Gabe. We talk about this, man. One case and poof. So yeah, the PGA Tour better be on guard because yeah, they got active cases now. Webb Simpson has a family member who has coronavirus and out of uh, caution, um, he's going to uh, stay away from people right now. Brooks Kepka's caddy uh, has coronavirus and out of caution, Brooks Kepka. You know, we'll get into Brooks after this, and I'm very impressed with his statement about this Me after too. because he, he could have just said, ah, put someone else on my back, let's go. And uh, he said, no, this is a very, very serious situation, and I'm not going to put anybody else at risk until I know uh, that I'm okay. Game Time Decisions continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. I am Gabriel Brenzer. We're throwing it down with the raging redhead Cam Stewart. 
Lou from Gamblue.com will step up and in a little bit later on. We'll talk some UFC as the UFC continues onwards uh, from Las Vegas. Uh, but the key is uh, the UFC continues onward from Las Vegas in somewhat of a bubble. Their fighters, their fighters show up days in advance, get tested multiple times, and then enter into the UFC bubble, uh, so to speak. Is it um, is it perfect? No, uh, but for the most part, it has been uh, it has been working. I mean, I think though the UFC, I think they've had five cards, six cards now since they've come back. It's hard to keep up. It might be seven or eight actually. I think it's five weeks in a row now. Um, so I think they might be up to seven or eight. And you know, the damage has been limited. There's been a couple of corner men. A fighter got mm-hmm. it. Um, nobody's been extremely sick, uh, but. It's not a traveling entity with thousands of people uh, involved. Like the UFC, NASCAR, they're in sort of like, you know, they're, they have it in a different scenario where they can set up once a week and do it, Ken. It's not an ever-flowing situation. Like Major League Baseball is screwed, bro. Oh, like yeah. there's no, I just, and I don't want to be this guy because, ah, oh, we're back. People are there on oh, so you never stop. I had people on Twitter this morning. What do you want to do? You want to shut the world down? So guys, oh. like people are asking me, oh, are, are you scared? Am I scared? I've taken, I've traveled like 8,000 miles in the last like three weeks, people. All right. I leave my house a hell of a lot more than a lot of bozos that say the virus is a hoax all the time. I live my life normally, but there's a difference between being scared and being realistic. Guys, look at the last couple of days, Ken. Everybody, every damn league, man, everybody. Like, oh, no, oh, yeah, Malcolm Brogdon's the latest. Brogdon. Like, pretty much Brogdon. everybody in the NBA. Jokic like, before. Two Phoenix Suns. Brogdon was at the protest. So, you know, you got, probably got it for the protest. So, Brogdon has it. You go into baseball. It's pretty much like any, any team that has showed up to Florida has gotten it. Or that already in Florida has it. Arizona is spiking like crazy right now. Yep. Um, Texas is a hotbed. We can go down the list. I just don't see like players like, yeah, they're, they, they're on charter jets, but they're still exposed to restaurant workers, hotel workers, stadium workers, society. They're not in a bubble. Major league baseball will not be in a bubble. And I don't want to repeat myself all the time, but I I'm wondering, Mr. Rob Manfred, what do you know? What do you and your genius owners know that the MLS doesn't know, that the NBA doesn't know, and the NHL doesn't know? You think the NBA wants to go live in Orlando at Disney World for the next three months? Nope. Nobody wants to do it. As one player stated, the only person that signed up to do it was Cam Stewart. When he said, oh, I'd love to go to Disney World game for three and a half months. And I remember I told you, I said, there's not one guy in the NBA that says, oh, the cool thing is we're going to Disney. Right. And Cam, I even read one player. You know what his line was? Yeah. He said, the place ain't that magical. No, it's <laughs> that's not. Yeah, that's a <laughs> great line. No, it isn't that magical. We've been to Orlando. Uh, yeah, it's like, woo. But the difference yeah. is, Cam, yeah, yeah, like you, you're thinking of it like, because remember, we asked if you were in the media, would you get locked into the bubble? And a lot of media people, remember, we had the guy on. He goes, well, I don't know. I just had a baby. And like, yeah, so yeah everybody kid. wants the players to go do it, but nobody else wants mm-hmm. to go do it. Right. So, Cam signed up. He goes, I'll do it. I'll do it. But uh, uh, 
I guess if you had uh, if if you had booze in there, which you would, so I guess you'd be all right in there. How, how is it going to be different from my life in Orlando? I live here. <laughs> I, I bet on games. I'll have booze. I'll do exactly the same thing. I'll bring my. You set up a studio in your hotel room. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Gabe, I'm from Walt Disney World. You're like, hey, I got Mickey in the background. There's Goofy. Yeah, party time in Orlando. It's. A, how is it going to change my life? Like wherever I live, it's like you, your creature habit too. You, no, you do no, your things, you got your routines. Especially right? if you hate the world, like you're, screw you, everybody. I'm going to be in a bubble. You turn your cell phone off. Sorry, bubble. <laughs> bubble, exactly. You, you, you can really get some phone self-peace. Work, you pretend your phone doesn't even work. Sorry, and yeah, in the bubble, they they they're not allowed cell phones. <laughs> you respond to email like every two days. Sorry, guys, I'm in a bubble. It's tough in here. You know, no communication. You, oh, you We've know, I tell you what. Yep. That bubble is going to be over the top, bro. There's going to oh, be like is. big weed weed parties. They're going to be playing like games of pool for like a hundred thousand dollars, Kev. Yeah, it's like an NBA campus. Every yep. NBA player is going to be there, and they're going to be like, "Yo, what's up, bro?" All right, yeah, I'll play a game of pinball for 10K. You're going to be right. all bored, like, betting on stuff all the time, smoking weed all day. That's right. Hey, we got a Donkey Kong machine. Want to play for 100 grand? Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's you're, you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right. Miss Pac-Man tournament. Who knows what the hell's going to happen? I'm going to tell you something, though, Gabe. For guys like you and me that always have people calling and chasing it down, money, you got to do this and that, I think it would be very relaxing to go to the bubble for a while. It'd actually be life-changing, right? It kind of like you're in your own little world. You do your own thing. Obviously, NBA players don't want to go because they live in wicked places with pools and saunas. That's the thing. Pool tables. I, me, you've seen my place. I would love to go to Orlando for three months and live in a hotel. Thank you. <laughs> I was wondering though. So they broke it into they broke it into seeds and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, the Raptors, the Lakers, the Bucks, the Clippers. They're staying in the grand level suite, <laughs> okay? Like they get hey, as well. They deserve yeah. it. They're the NBA champion yeah, yeah. Raptors. They should get the best suites. I think the Raptors should have had first dibs. That's the thing is champs. You should mm. get the pick. But so, anyways, then you had the second tier teams. Then you had the third tier teams, right? You had the third tier teams. The Suns, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> now the Suns are lucky. Like they're not sleeping in the parking lot. All right. I agree. I think um, they should sleep outside. Yeah, you guys are you're wasting our time by even being here. <laughs> I agree. Like I don't understand why they invite you. How the hell do you guys like, get on the cut list? It down. They're like a, a guy that's stuck into a party. You guys aren't on the list, man. You're not VIPs. Yeah. You're not allowed exactly. here. Exactly. Beat it. Phoenix Suns. <laughs> I know. If Phoenix comes Suns came to our party, we'd be like, get bent. Get the hell out yeah, of yeah, here. Hey guys, I'm on the Phoenix Suns. Hey, there's some NBA well. players here. What team are they on? Oh, the Phoenix Suns, get out of here. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> it's like Homer, I, can't believe they, I can't believe they let these teams in the tournament. I, like The more I think about it, it's so stupid. It's just like, come on, guys. It's, yeah, you're right. You're just wasting people's time. And if you want to get to the bubble less, let's actually have teams that can win this thing there. They should have shaved it a it's little bit. It's so stupid. They put the Washington Wizards in. The Washington Wizards players don't even want to be in. <laughs> Great point. They, they put Excellent the point. In. Can, think about it. If you, dude, let's just be real. It's not like the NHL, okay? Like the NHL, yeah. every damn team in this bubble, in this hub, thinks they can win the cup. They do. Like every team thinks, like even the Montreal Canadiens, hey, if Kerry gets hot, man, we can go far. Like the Vancouver Canucks, the Rangers, hey, if we work hard, man, dangerous. Puck mm-hmm. bounces our way, we can make it. 
right? Like yep. every team in the National Hockey League believes, okay? Baseball right now, 60 games. Every team's like, man, 60 games, man. We can win. We have a chance. Yeah. Like the Detroit Tigers are thinking, we're not screwed. We can, you know, it's tough. We can do this. Cam, the NBA is not like that. <laughs> the no. NBA, they know. Remember Kevin Durant laughing even at Portland? He was laughing at McCollum and Lillard. He goes, you guys are a cute team. He goes, you might win a playoff. Like, yeah, you might win a series or something. Because yeah. remember McCollum goes, man, we thought we could get to the championship, but you broke our heart again. And Durant was a big jerk. He's like, he ruined their friendship on the podcast. He said, championship? He said, bro, you ain't never winning no championship. He said, you're Portland. He's very honest. I don't like uh, yeah, sometimes, know, yeah. but he's right. <laughs> and he goes, we're a good team, man. He goes, we have Nurkic, we have, we have Dane, we got me. He goes, yeah, 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 you're cute, man. He goes, you're a cute team, but come on, man. He goes, you ain't winning. <laughs> and, and, That's great. And then after McCollum waited till KD left, and McCollum went on Twitter and said, at least I didn't just join a champion, right? He waited Ooh, nice. till KD left after. Nice. He should have said it to his face. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm telling you right now, there's not a man on the Washington Wizards or the Phoenix Suns, Cam, that thinks we're winning the NBA championship. So, in I'm other words, I'm out. going into quarantine for 54 days to get my ass handed to me and get dunked on by LeBron and Zion. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, uh, listen, Lou will join us from Gamblue.com. We'll get into some UFC picks on the other side. Bring it. You call these bagels? Bagels and bad beats. LeBron is just salivating at the chance to get this postseason underway because he realizes the road to the finals is going to be that much easier. The Sports Grid Network. You're watching Sports Grid. Get on the grid. your sports grid news and betting update you want the capping edge get on the grid COVID-19 hitting the golf world hard today this week's Travelers Championship now without world number four Brooks Kepka and number five Webb Simpson Kepka four-time major winner has withdrawn from the tournament after his caddy Ricky Elliott tested positive I'm going to pull out and protect everyone else. It's the right thing to do, said Kepka. Elliot joined Graham McDowell and McDowell's caddy at a funeral June 15th in Orlando. Both caddies now have coronavirus, and McDowell, he withdrew the day before. And world number five, Webb Simpson, a family member of his, has tested positive, so he withdrew from the tournament. He won last week. Bryson DeChambeau overtaking Rory as the betting favorite. He's gone from 13-1 to 1 to 10-1 to 1 on FanDuel. Indiana Pacers guard Malcolm Brogdon has tested positive for COVID-19 as well. Brogdon, though, optimistic, says he's feeling fine and progressing well. He still plans to join his teammates in Orlando for the start of the season. Uh, Nikolai Jokic and two Phoenix Suns players also recently tested positive. These reports continue to grow. Many more players now voicing their concerns about resuming the NBA season in Florida due to the state's massive spike in coronavirus cases. Despite this, the Clippers, they're leading a push to allow family members and friends into the campus environment before the scheduled conclusion of the playoffs August 30th. Uh, Boston Celtics coach Brad Stevens has also asked the NBA to allow families into the bubble. Each team is reported allowed to book a max of 17 rooms at the resort. Multiple players of the Toronto Blue Jays and staff test, testing positive today as well. The positive tests related to the shutdown of the team's facilities in Dunedin, Florida on Friday, where a pitcher had symptoms. The MLBPA will play that 60-game season that begins July 23rd or 24th. The league also stated today, high-risk players can sit out without pay. This just in to NHL news. Jerome
McGinley and Marion Hossa. They lead the 2020 Hockey Hall of Fame class. McGinley, Hossa, they're going to go in with Oilers legend Kevin Lowe, Kim St. Pierre, and Doug Wilson. They got in on their first year of eligibility, did McGinley and Hossa. The Tampa Bay Lightning reopening their facilities for volunteer phase two workouts. Older NHL coaches speaking up today say they're putting their trust in the restart plan despite concerns over the COVID-19 with the NHL restart. The New York City Marathon, it's been canceled. The event, which usually takes place November, attracts 50,000 runners, 10,000 volunteers, and 1 million fans. European soccer action from the EPL. Liverpool on the verge of another premier title after smoking Crystal Palace. They beat them 4-0. Liverpool on fire. Manchester United crushed Sheffield United 3-0. Newcastle United Aston Villa, they played to a 1-1 draw. We got Everton 1, Norwich City nil, and Wolves beat Bournemouth, 1-0. Final from Italy, Inter Milan and Sassano. They tied at 3. Real Madrid blanked Mallorca in Spanish La Liga. I'm Cam Stewart. That's your Sports Grid update. Now back to Gabe Morenci on GTD. Game Time Decisions continues. I am Gabe Morenci. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates that are tuning in. Shout out to everybody watching us on whatever platform you are watching us on uh, right now. Um, fun start to the show. We're going to get into some picks. We'll get to golf picks. Despite the uh, coronavirus concerns in the PGA right now, five golfers out, including Brooks Kepka and Webb Simpson, a couple of big-time players uh, right there. They are playing uh, golf. We'll get to those uh, picks. We'll get to some UFC picks uh, in a second. There's something hilarious, Cameron. We're going to get back to this hotel stuff. And, yeah, the MLS, and we're going to talk MLS with Jason Davis a little bit later on. Sirius XM in the house. Jason Davis does a great job covering uh, soccer. We'll talk MLS Cup. But MLS is in Orlando, too. And I'm just wondering, what hotel do they get to stay at? Like, if the NBA guys get all these other hotels, I, like, basically, I guess the MLS hotel. players are doing Disney camping. <laughs> they're going to be yeah, in a camping outdoor. Motel 6? I don't know where they stay, right? Like, okay. I remember when I... <laughs> like, yeah, like, what are they at? They're not staying at no, the be... hotels, I can tell you that. Well, they're going to be on the Disney uh, the Disney campus. But let's bring in uh, Lou right now. LouGamblu.com. Steps up and in, talks some UFC. What's going on, Lou? How you doing? Doing great, guys. Hope everything's well. Looking forward to another great fight card this weekend. Uh, yeah, you know what? I uh, should be, you know, I have a feeling actually this week, Lou, that it's going to be, um, I have a feeling it's going to be a very bloody card. It's going to be one of those like violent type of cards yeah. <laughs> with like crazy fights and stuff. And especially this main event. And I'm going to roll the dice a little bit on the main event. Listen, Dustin Poirier is a killer, man. This guy, I think in his last eight fights, like basically six of them have ended in the first or second round. He looks to finish you. He's extremely aggressive. He's got a lot of tools in the box that he can use to beat you. Um, you know, he's got, he's, he's, he's got an improved submission game. We know his stand-up is striking is elite, but without being stated, Hooker's a tough guy. I just get a feeling Lou that this turns into like one of those really fun, you know, both guys are kind of bloodied and beaten up after 25 minutes and everybody loves it. You look at uh, hooker's fight against Felder. We had that type of fight. We saw Poirier get into a similar tilt, uh, against Max Holloway. Now, I could be wrong, and Poirier could finish him in the first or second round or something, but at plus 198, plus 198 at FanDuel, I'm going to roll the dice if this fight goes over four and a half rounds, Lou, but it's good to have you on. What's your take on the main event? 
Well, Gabriel, it's good that after a few weeks of you and I holding hands and singing Kumbaya together, we finally get some disagreement. <laughs> I'm of the opinion that uh, you got Poirier, Gaethje, and Khabib. You have a small rift before Tony Ferguson, and then you have a sizable chasm before the rest of the fighters at 155. I do not regard Felder. I do not regard Amir Khani. I do not regard uh, uh, Hooker as uh, anywhere near the same caliber as Koye Gaethje or those other guys. I think that the uh, the blueprint for handling Hooker was four fights ago with Edson Barboza. Uh, Poye is going to go straight out to a body attack, and I agree that this fight could be exciting. Uh, I believe that uh, my best bet of the card is the over two and a half minus one ten in this fight. I think it's going to take Poye three or four rounds to finish Hooker, but he is going to finish Dan Hooker. Well, you know, you're not really totally agree- disagreeing then, Lou, because I like the over four and a half. You said you like the over two and a half, but we both like Poirier as well. Listen, I think Poirier is going to light him up. I'm just sort of hoping at plus 198 that um, that Hooker can eat the shots <laughs> and that, 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 that the diamond doesn't finish him, at least until after that mark. But I'll, I'll be on a safer side of having Dustin Poirier to win the fight. Because yeah, there is there's next levels to this stuff, and you know you look you you know you look at who Hooker's beaten, and then you look at Poirier and who's Poirier's fought, and he's fought in everybody. And you know as I've stated before, if it's not for Carter, if it's not for for Khabib, you know Poirier, we're talking about a guy that would have been a champion uh, for the last few years. Yeah, I know he had the interim champion. This is something that's interesting as well. It doesn't mean anything, but you know, nevertheless. It's 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 a fact. Paul Felder's lost five times. Okay, every guy that beat Paul Felder lost his next fight for one reason or another. Zero oh, and five fighters, five like professional that. losses for Felder. Every guy that beat Felder lost his next fight, and of course Dan Hooker fought uh, Paul Felder in his last fight. And I remember even I like saying it. right after that fight, yeah, circle it because I'm I'm looking forward to betting against Hooker um, in his in his next fight, and he gets a tough guy. It's too bad though, Lou, that it's minus two thirty. We've got to lay a number here on this. Well, I've got it at one eighty five. I took it some uh, a week, maybe ten days ago. Uh, let's you know, Hooker's last two fights. Melbourne, where he looked really good against Ally Aquina. I, I take nothing away there. He really, he out, he beat Al's rear end. Uh, then the next fight, he gets in his own backyard, Auckland, New Zealand, against Felder, and a fight could have gone either way. Uh, now he gets on a plane, travels all the way across the world. He's had very uneven camps, if you listen to his uh, interviews. And they have absolutely no corona issue in New Zealand. And now he's got to deal with the mentality of flying in the States and dealing with the United States and everything else. He's had his table set perfectly for him up until this fight. And I'm really looking forward to uh, Poye getting his hands on this kid. The only guy talking more than George Masvidal in the last two months is Dan Hooker. I think you put yeah. both of those guys in a boat and send them one way. 
He's cocky as hell, Marenzi. Like, I've heard some of the things. He, like, he's This guy loves flapping his gums. Like, he's going to get his ass handed to him, I think. Well, your name's Dan Hooker, and you're from New Zealand. Yeah, he's a tough Kiwi kid. Well, what do you expect from this guy? <laughs> he, he thinks he's going to be a nice guy? He's a fighter. <laughs> That's what I like about him. He's, he's a fighter. You're right. You can just, but you, you can just tell but, He's guys, a jarhead, too, like, like you said. Yeah, he's just, he's, yeah. he's just one of those sort of typical fighter type of dudes, but... He's not nearly as skilled. Sorry, I was going to say, he's not nearly as skilled. Dustin Poirier really is. I was going to say, I did a video for FanDuel, and you know, I was thinking to myself, because I see people always asking Twitter poll questions. Someone said, who's the best UFC fighter that's ever been a champion before? And I was sort of thinking Dustin Poirier, but he was an interim champion. Eh, it's not really the same thing. You know what I mean? But I'm just thinking, like, he's sort of that guy. He's just, you know, dude. He's 4-1 in his last five fights, so the low loss was to compete. And, you know, we're talking about wins against uh, Eddie Alvarez, Justin Gaethje, Max Holloway, champion caliber fighters, champion fighters. Impressive. So, sorry, Lou, what were you going to say about the fight? No, I, I, I love where you're going. I, I, I love where we're going with this thing. It, hey, listen, this is going to be competitive, but, uh, but let's stick up for Hooker. I don't want to make this sound like, Poirier is just going to start a lawn boy and run over grass. Uh, uh, Hooker's got a three-inch height advantage. He's got a three-inch reach yeah, advantage. He's got a two-inch leg advantage. So if Poirier doesn't get inside and really make this a, a inside-the-pocket dirty grope uh, and he stays outside, Hooker surely has his method to win. I think it'll be competitive. But like I say, I just don't think Hooker is in the level of the elite threesome that is Romega, Meta, Poirier, and Gaethje. I can no, no, no one's going to disagree uh, here on that. All right, so the next fight, somewhat of a train wreck type of fight, to be honest. <laughs> uh, here with well, it the is Italian golf. With, with, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. That is a train Mickey wreck. golf. We are in a Good pandemic uh, after all. All right, this is the co-main event. Uh, Mickey golf and Mike Perry. But basically, like I said off the top, and Cam, and I'll throw it to you, Lou, like, both these guys are Bloody. nut jobs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, they're both Bloody. They're, they're both just jarheads, Cam. You know what I mean? They're sort of like, that's why I said earlier, you look at this card, you just have a bunch of dudes. They might get all get into a brawl backstage, guys. Like, these are the type <laughs> of people you have on this card. Like, different weight classes, what are you looking at? What? You got a problem? Like, it's like, you got a bunch of dudes, like, you notice, Mike Perry hates everybody, bro. Mike Perry hates everybody. Mickey Gall is a cocky kid there that, you know what I mean? We know Mickey Gall's story. Fought CM Punk. Mickey Gall's a cocky, arrogant kid. Uh, Mike Perry's cocky and arrogant. Um, Dan Hooker never shuts up, right? Like, you go down the list of fighters that talk here, and it's almost a pattern. I, I can't trust Mike Perry as a big favorite here, Lou. But I don't trust Mickey Gall either. I don't really have a strong opinion on this one. Do you have anything on this? Uh, no, except that I'm fascinated, and I, I can't wait to watch the fight. Listen, uh, this fight is made for the Brazil. In a fight where you have a Brazilian jiu-jitsu specialist against a brawler, a mad, crazed barroom brawler, uh, the barroom brawler is made for the Brazilian jiu-jitsu specialist. 
Perry is going to come right out and charge Gall, and Gall's going to be able to receive him and try and get this to the floor and submit Perry immediately. Uh, if he is unable to do that, Perry's going to probably do similar to Gall to what um, Diego Sanchez, excuse me, I'm struggling getting, coming up with his name. Diego Sanchez was able to control Gall, get him to the floor, and just beat the bejeebies out of him. Right, hold, that, uh, hold, hold that thought, Lou. Hold that thought, Lou. We'll you continue talking. Let's see on the other side with Lou from Gamblue.com. Game time since it continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. I am Gabriel Moretz, and we're throwing it down with a raging redhead cab. Stuart Lou from Gamblu.com kicking it uh, with us right now. We're talking UFC. Hopefully, we're able to start talking some NHL hockey uh, as well as Lou loves to lay it down uh, yeah. on the pucks. Um, hopefully, that comes together. Uh, you know, at least Hope so. I feel more confident <laughs> about the National Hockey League than I do Major League Baseball oh, because definitely. at least the NHL is wise enough to be playing in a bubble. They know yes. we have to play in hubs. We have to play in bubbles. So I think I think they have a chance of pulling it off. But let's continue our, our conversation here. So Mickey Gall, I couldn't help but think when you said Brazilian jiu-jitsu specialist, let's call him a New Jersey jiu-jitsu specialist, Lou, Mickey Gall. <laughs> <laughs> That was a, a New Jersey. Oh, I can't. I could. I could. I could. That, I could that was yeah. awesome. No, you're right, though. He is more of a New the Jersey. Pride of Jersey. Jersey. <laughs> he reminds me of like a dude that would be like a bouncer that like on the Jersey Shore. You know what I mean? It used yes. to be a fighter yes. kind of thing that'll kill you. Good like, call. But he's not great <laughs> in the cage. But uh, it's a tough one, Lou. I, you know, I'd be so. Listen, I'm more of an over better when it comes to fighting. I like to bet overs, but. Um, I know, this fight probably ends pretty quick one way or the other, doesn't it? Well, now we're back to agreement. Uh, yeah, listen, here's what's going to happen. Perry's going to, this is going to look like a bullfight. Perry going to run right at the red cape, and uh, <laughs> Gall's going to have to, while Perry's dry, get his arms on him, get him to the floor, and take him out. If he doesn't, I believe Perry's going to pummel him. And uh, I'm an overbetter too, but this is screaming under one and a half, and it's a pick 'em either way. At least what I'm looking at from my resources, that means they don't know. Uh, but I think I do know, and I really like the angle on the under in this fight. Uh, not necessarily high on either side, uh, but I do think uh, Gall submits him quick while he's dry, or Perry. Uh, elbows him, gets him on the ground, and does what Diego Sanchez did, and it's done in, you know, four or five minutes. Yeah, you know, I'm, I, I hate betting one and a half under, Cam. It's like, you, you, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? You're, you're on the, it's You're like playing with fire. Betting like, it's like betting, like, will there be a run in the first inning of a baseball game? Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's like right away you're stressed. It's like, come on, man, come on, man, finish him, finish him. <laughs> but True. the one good thing is, if you don't care who finishes who, and like Lou stated, yes. Cam, both these guys can finish each other fast. 
Like, Mickey Gall is going to go in there. He's going to leave his hands hanging. He's going to leave his face hanging out there. And Mike Perry can light you up, bro. All right? Like, he's got quick heads. He can, like, you know, he's a brawler like he's dead. He's a street fighter. He's going to mm-hmm. throw at you. But the thing is, if Gall gets him down or Gall gets him in a weird spot, Mike Perry's no jujitsu specialist, right? And, you know, you know, it's not like he's got, like, uh, you know, like, well, I want to ask you about that. It's not like he's training with the best of the best jujitsu specialist. He's training with his girlfriend and his girlfriend's best friend. Like, he's got no more corner. Like, no, no, it can't. He's basically, That's he wants awesome. to show the world that corners suck. He's of the, the belief that cornermen don't do anything for you besides take your money and they don't help you. He goes, I don't even trust any of these cornermen with advice anyways. He works out with his girlfriend all the time. She's a tough chick. Like she spars with him and stuff. And he brought in her friend. That's his new corner team. What do you make of that, Lou? Without concern you in a real fight, not just against Mickey yes. Gall, so to speak? Or what do you make of this? And oh, yeah, by the way, he's all beat up too, Lou. You saw that? His hands are all ripped up. He's been fighting like crazy in the gym. What do you make of that? Yeah, I, I got to say that I, uh, and I'm not trying to be funny, but I wonder if he's, if the kid's playing with a full deck, to be quite honest with you. And that's what <laughs> no, he's not. No, he never was. Uh, he's obviously. <laughs> It's a, but but just but let's just let's just look at who each has fought. I'm gonna here here's who Mickey he, he just Mickey called just beat Tuhari, lost to Diego Sanchez, beat Sullivan, lost to Randy Brown, beat Sage Northcutt. Listen to the killer murderers Ro Perry's been in with, even though he's lost these fights. Lost to Neil, he's a champion. Lost to Luke. He's a he's competing for a championship. He beat Ola, Cowboy Oliveira, lost to Cowboy Cerrone, and he beat Felder uh, up a weight class. So uh, Perry's been in with way better competition, and Mickey Gall is lacking when it comes to striking. Uh, I just keep coming back to the under one and a half, and you know what? They want us to be nervous on that under one and a half. They want us to not want to. <laughs> you know what? That's why I'm taking it. Um, all right, so Gian Volante goes up to heavyweight. He was never a great light heavyweight to begin with. He's also been knocked out a lot. This is the one, though, where I'm feeling saucy here, Lou, and risky, where I, didn't, I haven't given it as a best bet or anything, but I want to take this fight to go over the number. Then it turns into one of these, well, it's just sort of a boring fight. This Maurice Green guy is a massive dude, though. Uh, 6'7", 265 pounds. Big dude, Kim. Um, taking on Volante Hofstra, who, like I said, was a light heavyweight. You don't have to spend a ton of time on the card on this fight, uh, uh, Lou, but any any opinion on this one? Yeah, I like the fact that Maurice Green is training with a bunch of other heavyweights in Albuquerque at, uh, at Jackson Wink. Uh, I, I think that it's going to be a difficult thing for the football player, which is John Volante. He's a linebacker. He's an explosive guy. He handles any kind of adversity with just, you know, bite on the mouthpiece and go attack. And I think, quite honestly, that he's made for Maurice Green. I like Maurice Green here. And I'll just give you a stat. Now, it pertains to the 30-foot cage, and these guys are going to be fighting in a 27-foot cage. Uh, but when the over-under, the total in this fight is uh, two and a half, Gabriel? 
Um, yeah, yeah, let's get, yeah, 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 it's, it's two and a half plus money, plus, plus money. Yes, sir. Okay. So now again, this is 30 foot cage guys, but in heavyweights, when the over under is two and a half, the over is 54%. Now, again, we're wow. dealing with a different cage, but I could see this easily being an ugly groping slow dance after five minutes. That's what I was hoping for. Exactly. I hope Volante smart enough. Not to get into a slugfest as a light heavyweight with a natural heavyweight. And Volante's always upset me. And for the record, the two and a half is plus 140. Uh, plus 140 uh, over under two and a half rounds fan duel. Plus 180. Will the fight go the distance? Volante's always upset me, guys, because he's one of these fighters who he's a wrestler who doesn't wrestle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, you know what? He was a great high school wrestler. And he was a wrestler in college, a football player. Like, yeah, I've never seen him try to take down once. You know, like, he just, he turns into, like, no, Cam, he turns in. He's just like a typical New York Italian dude, bro. He sound, he fights like a guy Gian Valente would. He shows up and goes, come at me, bro, let's go. And he stands there and he starts going. And it's like, dude, you train with Chris Weidman. Please, wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. Um all right, so let, let's keep this going because we can talk fights all night uh, with Lou. What got uh, you to this card? Uh, if yeah, go you on, don't Lou. mind me just jumping in one more. If he did wrestle, that would be how he could beat Maurice Green. Well, look what yes, he did. He got him mm. on the ground and dominated him. But yeah. will he follow the plan? And there's where you get the New York Italian uh, got a thick cranium and he don't listen to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> hey, for, for the record, Lou's last name. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's right, right Lou. Exactly. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, you got to watch the Italian slander on this network. I got to tell you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's big trouble. <laughs> um, uh, we can't get to every fight. You know, Lou. I don't know what you make about this one. I don't want to put you on the spot, but Kay Hansen and Jing Yu Fry. The, the woman's fight, uh, Fry is a former Adamweight champion from Invicta, 35 years old. Kay Hansen's 20 years old, Lou. And she's a 6-3, and 20-year-old fighter. Let's be real. She's getting fast-tracked due to the pandemic. You know, Dana's running out of fighters, bro. Guys are fighting every two weeks now. Like, guys, she's running out of, he's running out of fighters. He gives the 20-year-old a contract here. I think it's too soon. I don't think she, and listen, I know that Fry's not, you know, it's not talking about a man in newness here, but a 35-year-old woman against a 20-year-old, I know often you like youth, but to me, the inexperience factor is just going to be too much. Uh, you know, I was watching some of Fry's fights. She's been in the deep waters before. She's won an Evicta belt. She's fought in other companies for belts before. She's a woman. She's fought. She's been around. I think, I, I don't understand the number here. Like, Am I missing something? Is Kay Hansen like the phenom of all phenoms? What am I missing with the number here, Lou? Gabriel, you, you hit me below the belt with this one. I got no clue on these two girls. I got absolutely, I, I can't offer any kind of help. I I apologize. I, I could talk about well, you know, fight, but that. One, I'm very disappointed. I'm very, di I'm very disappointed. The fight was uh, only announced yesterday. I mean, come on, Lou, get it together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this fight, I, I'll cut you slack. It's not even listed. It's it's not even listed yeah. on the Sherdog card. <laughs> like, no, you know what I mean. When I was, I was doing my research, I'm looking. I'm like, man, it's not even on the card. Like, I'm like, are they fighting? What's going on here? Yeah, yeah. It was a late. Listen, 
Well, that's why people tune in, Cam. You like the breakdown. See, Lou doesn't even I know. do you like that breakdown I just gave you right Very now? Very strong. Yeah, can, I can noticed one thing. She's 20 yeah, years I, old. I, she's not ready for this. No, that's a child. That's a child versus Jeez. a woman, and you. I'm, I'm with you, Gabe. I will. I will take. I, I agree with Lou sometimes with youth, but that's young, and you know what I mean. And that at 30, that, that's perfect. That that girl's going to be ready to rock. I just don't know, Gabe. It looks like a parlay play and puke card to me. There's a lot of minus two eighties, three fifties here. A lot of juice in this card. I guess we're, are we busting with the parlays? What do you think? Well, let me ask. So, what do you like, Lou? I know I want to put you on a spot here either with this other one, yeah. but. I'm sure you got an opinion on this one with Philip Linz, the guy that lost to Arlovsky a couple of weeks ago or last mm. month, whatever it was, uh, taking on a Canadian, Tanner Bozer. And uh, I tell you, this Bozer guy, no one really knows him, but he wins fights, Lou. He's minus 106. Linz a small favorite. I was very unimpressed with Linz against Arlovsky. Me too. I agree. Uh, not a, again, guys, there's a handful of fights here. I'm using as due diligence. This, this would be one of them. I do got a couple dogs spotted. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely playing Poirier in a parlay and I'm leaving uh, the second half open. I'm definitely taking the over one and a half in that fight. Is it one and a half? Uh, over two and a half minus 110 in that fight. Uh, the two dogs I'm looking at, guys, I'm very interested in Takashi Sato. Uh, this kid, uh, this this newcomer coming out of uh, uh, coming out of Texas, that's it, fighting uh, in the Fortis gym. He's had ten fights. He's going to be giving up some experience. He's uh, he's been on the shelf since three of nineteen. Uh, I, I like the Japanese fighter here. Uh, he, he's going to be a little taller, a lefty. Uh, I think he's. I think he opened at six, minus one sixty two. He's minus one thirty and dropping. So don't move on him yet. Give it more time and let people keep taking this newcomer. But I do like Sato as a, as a value play. And then lastly, uh, Luis Luis Pena, big, tall, huge, lightweight, and he gets more credit for his size than his game. I think Karma Worthy is going to be a live dog here. And, and he, uh, again, I'm tracking pinnacle numbers, but he opened 200. Uh, if we, we if we wait and be patient, we'll get to 22, 25 out of this kid. And that's going to be a very, very competitive fight. Lou, gamblue.com. Always a pleasure. Follow Lou on Twitter at gamblue. Game time Simpsons continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, thanks to Lou from Gamblu.com for joining us on the program. Uh, we're not uh, done uh, yet. We've got another hour coming up. We're going to get into some golf uh, picks, some golf props. There's a million props posted over at FanDuel uh, right now. A lot of interesting ones, uh, actually. And i got to be honest, I didn't really realize that they went as deep as top 40. So you got your top 5, your top 10, your top 20, your top 30, and your top 40. Top 40. 
Top 40. <laughs> what, top is Casey 40. Hey, everybody. It's Casey Kasem with the top 40. Yeah, no, I got to tell you, Gabe. Top 40 is interesting style. for the That's like a golf Yeah, teaser. exactly. Yeah, it's like basically you make the cut unless you're the complete goon on the weekend that shoots like 77, 73. You'll be there with the top 40. I like it. I, I love the top, top well, 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you, top, top are you dipping in the top 40 waters? Wow. Trust me, I feel like, I feel like Casey uh, Kasem uh, often, like almost daily. Yes. Don't know why they do it to me every time. Talking about a <laughs> goddamn dog dying and they play an up-tempo song. Yeah, Somebody use their, their Evan mind around here. Is Don on the phone? Like, I love, like Casey just died. the voice of like, you know, old Shaggy. Just like he just absolutely loses it, right? We can't play oh, it. Yeah. There's too many F-bombs. But if you look up Casey Case some rant, he just flips out. At the people I, doing I the radio show. Yeah, they're doing wow, a dog yeah, eulogy yeah. and they're playing happy tunes. Like, come on, guys. Like, yeah, I'm with Casey. Like, figure it out here. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, we, we stopped we, looking we, for Don. <laughs> we, we had we had UB40 on the morning show and they played Nirvana. <laughs> oh, wow. Are you serious? Yeah, like, yeah so like, actually, like in the studio and stuff, we come UB40 back. UB40 was Nirvana. good. So I actually wow. asked, I'm like, why are we playing Nirvana when we have UB40 here? Yeah. See, that's why I felt like Casey Kasem uh, at the time. But we've got some like NBA updates here, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. Red, red wine. The only song that anybody knows. Red, red wine. Nah, they got some other ones. But anyway, continue. we're not going to get into UB40. Tell me about the NBA. All right, level two next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 